Start us off, Captain. Well, we need pre-show shit. We need a pre-show. You know what? I'm your pre-show this week. Oh, no. Hey, I met last week a bunch of great things happened, and it was yep. really good all around the board for wrestling. This week, <laughs> I'm sure, is a little, a little rough, um, <laughs> honestly. A lot of people died. Oh, a lot of people died. I'm not feeling good about that, actually. Uh, wait, uh, that makes it sound like it was Tibbs' fault that a lot of people died. It may well have been. Look, you don't want to talk about This is what happens when Blake and Scotty are left to their own devices. To this I've show. killed many men. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast mm -hmm. about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore. And he, it's me, the most forgetful man on the planet, who also likes plaid, Blake Tanner. Oh, it feels good not getting my shit pushed in for my same intro every week for once. It's nice. Because, unfortunately, we are not joined by the D this week for... I don't... Did we even get into the reason? He was probably just like, I don't know, guys. I really want to go to the bar. There's a pub quiz tonight. Pub. You guys have fun. I can have a good pub quiz. I don't have to worry about you motherfuckers for a week. <laughs> oh, that's definitely what went through Dylan's head the minute <laughs> I was like, Dylan, don't worry about the show this week. And he was like, oh, fuck, thank God. <laughs> I don't I don't have to talk about WWE burying its own show for three hours. <laughs> I mean, what, you don't have to talk about the dude that's just sat there for 35 minutes saying, man, WWE sucks, I don't want to be here. Reading a Woodsman magazine. There's no, it don't take you three hours to read a magazine, Brock. <laughs> I don't know. Brock Lesnar's view of time is very distorted. Yeah. Well, see, with me, what I wanted to talk about was just like that end segment where fucking Kurt Angle pulls a Jack Sparrow and is just like, you're absolutely the worst Universal Champion I've ever heard of. And then oh. Brock Lesnar's like, at least you've heard of me. And then they start <laughs> swashbuckling. <laughs> um... I'm sorry, are you, did you not mean the part where Brock Lesnar asked for a steak? Medium well? What are you doing? You are look like a man that should eat it just off the bone. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that Brock Lesnar doesn't even kill the things he eats before he eats them. I mean, it made me feel good because I order my shit medium well. And so? you're the worst type of person. <laughs> Here, how about this? We're going to an Outback Steakhouse tomorrow. I will try a medium steak. I'm going to slow... Because I used to do uh, well done. Now I went down to medium well. Tomorrow I will take my next step forward. That would be the best birthday present that you could give me. Okay, yeah, awesome. Also, uh, happy early birthday to the bee. Or I forgot late. about my birthday. That's why I'm the most forgetful boy. Yeah. Um, but no, like, for me, it just felt weird, kind of just shit, like, doing what the internet does and shit on the champion for three hours, which normally I'd mm -hmm. be like, yeah, that's a good idea, until I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute, that is still the champion, 
And instead of him having that undefeatable Brock Lesnar aura, he now has like a petulant child aura <laughs> around him. He really is channeling some of that inner Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's the one thing. But like, what culture released a video today where they also brought up a second thing that Brock said during the show, which was when Heyman was like, did you see what, what Roman said about you earlier? Did you watch the show? And he just turns, he's like, why would I watch the show? Do you think I watched this show? And I'm just sitting here like, why are you guys doing, you're burying your <clears throat> champion who you're paying millions of dollars to appear on your show. You're burying your own product instead of just making it better. Well, part of me also asks, He's there. Why would he have to watch the show? I mean, because Brock is a young up-and-comer. He needs to watch these legends like the B-team go out and understand how they get it and get excited about it. Hey, don't you fucking talk about my boys, the B-team. They've <laughs> been there in the trenches for how long? And then they made it. Oh, dude, I love the... Now that they've finally got... I really want their gimmick to just be Roman Watch 2018, where they try to get Roman to follow them on Twitter and also go out and party with them. Part of me feels like... This just reminds me of Bo Dallas's original gimmick when he came to the main roster, except if they gave them a title. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was the quote? It was just like, we're the B team, and the B stands for dreams. <laughs> that, was, <yep. laughs> that doesn't work at all. Oh, but damn, your smile. But damn, that's so good. You're so dumb, I love you. Mm -hmm. Man, I, I want us to just <laughs> quickly go through this, because it's a happy show, but we do need to talk about the fuck it was it it was sunday wasn't it where sunday was a it was sunday what a black day it was annie, a bad you... day annie are you okay are you okay annie um yeah dude like i remember seeing like oh man grandmaster sexay died and then someone was like, rest in peace to him and Nikolai Volkov. And I'm like, did Volkov die recently? And then I was like, he died today. today. And then I went mm. home and I'm like, wow, that's weird. Two dudes died at this on the same day. And my dad was like, yeah, Brickhouse Brown also died. And I'm like, what is going on? It was just a, it's strange. So they say things like that come in threes. Um, yeah, but it's I, usually spaced out. It's not like, pow, pow, pow. They never... I don't know. Is that in the rules that they have to be spaced out? I mean, I, I guess it's... not, but... Oh. Come on. Um, I would just like to say that... Uh, Brian Christopher Lawler, Grandmaster Sexay, um, he's, his was probably the saddest to read about. Yeah, his was, a, his was probably the darkest, and we're not gonna get into it, because this is still a comedy podcast. Well, we do need to say... Rest, Rest in, peace. in peace, my boy. To all three of them. All uh, three I, of these gentlemen who have made their marks on the wrestling world. I like to think Grandmaster Sexay got up to those pearly gates and walked up to um, St. Peter. And he was just like, all right, am, am I, am I going to be let in? I know I had a bad life. I know that. 
And St. Peter just stares at him, then crosses his arms and looks down, and then a single spotlight shines on St. Peter and Brian Christopher, and he has to do the perfect too cool dance alongside the angel that welcomes them in, and that's how Brian Christopher got into heaven. And you know he did. Of course he did. All three. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in other news... I think sadder news, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Fucking Charlotte Flair, that piece of shit. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> Whoa! Oh, have you not read about SmackDown yet? I... We're, we're recording right after SmackDown went off the air, by the way. No, which is really sad, because I watched probably the first 30 minutes of it, and then I got distracted. So what it happened was Carmella did her beatdown and Charlotte came out to save Becky then goes back like Carmella goes back and whines to Kurt basically like no she's not a cool champion like I am like she doesn't understand wait why does she whine to Kurt does she like phone him up (laughs) no I'm sorry went to Paige I think yeah probably Constable Corbin actually and oh, by no. the way, bat like ultimate gimmick change, like best thing to ever happen to him is Constable <laughs> Corbin. He's so great right now. I don't care what anybody says. But yeah, went, <laughs> went to Paige and was just like, "I was a bet." I think the what set her off was the fact that Carmella said, "I'm a." I, are you jealous because I'm a champion, which you will never get to be again? Oh fuck! And I then, would not. Also, though, don't sleep on how p- good Paige is doing. Oh, Paige is doing good. She's doing uh, good. Ig- ignoring the awkward Paige here from earlier in the fucking year where she looked like a demon itself. I don't... I don't know why we had to bring that up, but... I'm yes. sorry, because you were talking about her doing good, and anytime I think about Paige, that instantly clicks in my head, and I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want this. I don't want it, please. Yeah, to be fair, that was right before she was... um. Gym. got her position as a gm as the which gym. has just been a big turnaround for her but anyway oh, yeah. what did charlotte do this uh, time well no it's not it's what Paige did and it was the fact that she was just like well you know what how about this you're going to have a match against charlotte tonight and that's where it should have fucking ended but no she continued with and if charlotte wins She's added to the match at SummerSlam. No. Motherfucker! Piece of shit! Oh. Please, no. no. God, no. God, no. God. I'm, I'm happy they're at least, because they're playing no. like... <laughs> they are okay. going to be playing a pseudo angle, though, I think, with Car- with uh, Becky and Charlotte. Because they went to, Char- or went to Becky backstage and were like, how do you react to the news? And she basically said, how the fuck do you think I reacted? This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, and then they're like, wait, are you going to be rooting against Charlotte? And she's like, I would never root against my best friend. And then just walks away like, I'm going to fucking root against my best friend. <laughs> and then after, after Charlotte but won. But the thing it, is, yeah. Paige is now my best friend. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, friendship like, ended with Charlotte. She's just like, 
I only love two things. My mama and my quinoa. <laughs> Thank you, Becky. Nobody um, eat my quinoa. And then at the end of the fucking show, apparently it cut to Becky backstage after Charlotte, of course, won the match and got added. And Becky's just like... Mm. Because in that moment, you could see everything that Becky has worked for over the last few months, kayfabe-wise, I guess, but also, like, just in the, in in reality. the view of the company, in reality, in everything, and now it's gone. And now it's gone. It's gone, because now they can pull the Charlotte versus Becky angle, and that's how Carmella ends up winning, is those two fight each other. But that does mean that Ronda's probably going to win the title, which makes me happy. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm just... <sighs> I feel so bad for how the the treatment that Becky has gotten Yeah, every time she gets close so to a title. Pumped. The Fight Boys all together mm -hmm. were so excited! I And part of it was just the fact that it's like, oh look, somebody else besides the same three people that challenge for a, a women's championship. Yeah. And that, um, that's, that's so much of it. It's just like, how long has it been since, um... A non-attractive blonde-haired woman has held a title? <laughs> because it was Nia Jax for approximately a month until they gave it to an attractive blonde girl. Yeah. Good, that was a good 30 second, 30 second run there, Naya. I'm just saying, if Ronda Rousey comes out at SummerSlam with dyed fucking bleach blonde hair, I'm gonna be like, good, we've made a good choice here. She's gonna get it. She's gonna take care of it. Yeah, we exactly know what's gonna happen. Also, and then Bliss comes out, but her hair is like jet black, and is like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And it's like... Oh, so we're turning things on its head. That's what they meant by evolution. Yeah, exactly. Um, Another person, I know we talked about him last week, but I just want to keep talking about how good super psychopath Randy Orton is. Mm -hmm. Like, just destroying men. Um, Their moment, the moment between Orton and Nakamura together in the ring as they just kind of erased um jeff hardy from existence yeah and then did the thing they did it was nice that was really only in pro wrestling can we have that thought of like that was really nice i enjoyed that that was lovely sure. i really like good that. yeah good moments all around <clears throat> also i'm i don't know why i'm not on the joe train yet like i've always been on the joe train a little bit but i've been like hanging off the side like, waiting for my next stop. But, like, I don't know why. I wanted AJ Styles' opponent at SummerSlam to be someone different. And his promo tonight was good, but... Really, I would have thought that, like, if anyone wasn't on the Joe train, then tonight would have been, like... It was a great promo tonight. Oh, yeah, just talking about fucking beating the shit out of AJ because he's a bad mm -hmm. father. <laughs> like, damn. I'm... Yep. I've always... The only Thought. thing, the only thing that would have gotten AJ more riled up is if he brought up his Jesus. 
If he brought up his Jesus, don't bring AJ up his Jesus. AJ would have Ultimate Warrior ran to the ring and then shoot broke the arm of Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, I don't only think that Joe has had. He's always been there for good matches, but I don't think he's had um an extremely great match since he uh came to the WWE outside right. of NXT. And he's not had a good rivalry either, in all honesty. like that's my No, none of them have been great. That's my only problem, is like, this feels almost like a, hey, you guys remember TNA? Like, I feel like that's what this match is. is you remember they did this pretty good over there, so let's <laughs> do it good over here. Mm. Um, I think we still got a couple, got a couple weeks to bring it to greatness. Cause like with what Joe did tonight, I'm I'm feeling pretty good so far. I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. solid at least. Also, they're definitely setting up an Ambrose comeback with the fucking Seth Rollins versus two boys angle, right? There's no way they're not. And I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait, wait for, for Dean boy. to come back. And then Smash Seth's head into the mat. Oh, yeah. He's going to murder Seth Rollins when he comes. <laughs> I pr- I like the idea, and I doubt it'll happen. Dean comes out, helps Seth, chases away <laughs> Drew. Seth wins an IC title. And then Dean just beats the shit out of him with a fork. I don't know where he got it. <laughs> he just fork? has a fork now. And he's God, now that... known as... He's now known as the Fork Boy, Dean Ambrose. Yeah, Fork Guy. I am Fork Man. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Dean? I have Fork. Look I at think me. The, the only reason that <laughs> Dean would want to do that was just so he could say he can fork people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's his first shirt, is it's got a gray fork in the background. Foreground is white text that says fork you up and that's it <coughs> oh i am i would just man. love a dean ambrose shirt that on the front was just a fork and under it it said fork <laughs> and like child's crayon <laughs> with a period on the fork or i kind of like that one works too but i like the idea of just a fork like that, isn't it a spoon in the room in those random, like, uh, picture frames? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> that, and it's just Dean comes out with a fucking spoon on his shirt, and that's it. You're like, what does this mean? Like, the spoon's on my shirt, but the fork's right here, and then he starts stabbing people. My spoon is too big. My spoon is... My spoon is too big, but my fork is the right. Wow, this is also Dean's new character, like his new <laughs> voice. It's a full yeah. character change. Hype. I mean, they barely let him keep the name Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's gonna be almost as bad of a change as gender, the Mahal the Monitor. The Mahal Monitor, God. There are some things that I read that people say was, that was someone was pl- actually planning to do right and um part of me is always no i don't believe you that's bullshit and the rest of me just knows that they were seconds away from pulling the trigger on the mahal monitor well when i first heard it 
I was like, well, if he did like an in-ring, almost like news or interview <laughs> segment called the Mahal Monitor, where he like monitors what's going on in the WWE and he reports and he uses it to get heat, that'd be cool. And then I clicked through and they're like, no, he was just going to fucking walk around the halls and just be like, you have your all pass? You have your Mahal oh, yeah. pass? And he was going to have a bright yellow sash around his chest that said hall monitor. Mahal monitor. Mahal monitor. He now was we- going to have, he, he, like, those orange um, things that you hold in your hand to d- direct traffic. Yeah. Do you think he would still have the Singh brothers with him, introducing him everywhere? Like, as he enters a hallway, they're just like, Ladies and gentlemen of the hall, now entering. The Mahal Monitor! Gender! Mahal! They would lay down a small pedestrian exing, um, wherever he, uh, trod. Yeah, exactly. And they would direct people across the crossing that they laid down. Or even better, he has, like, they roll out a massive, like, that Indian nice rug that's what's supposed to be... What's supposed to be on the Titantron underneath his feet? They just roll that out everywhere he goes. Constantly. Yeah, it don't matter. It, the Mahal Monitor will always have some rug underneath him. Mm. That That's gonna be on his shirt. Mahal's got rugs. And, and it's a picture of a spoon. Oh, also... By also, the can way... I, hold on. Can I just say, every shirt we've designed tonight could easily have been created by Trent Beretta. Every single one of them <laughs> could have been on Trent's fucking pro wrestling T-Store, one of which features a shirt that's just a picture of a gun with the words hard on eggs. I don't know what it means. I own it, and I don't know what it means. Get at us, Trent. We'll make you shirts. We'll make you a shirt. It's the Fork Boy, Trent Beretta. This would be the perfect counter if he ever gets into a rivalry with Jay White. He's like, you got knives, I got forks. Um, so what's gonna happen? I know we talked about him earlier. What's gonna happen with Brock now that he hurt the Heyman? A lot of people are gonna start to not like him. Because the only likable thing about Brock Lesnar was Paul Heyman, and then he got <coughs> mad at Paul Heyman. So to, be, to be fair, that's that probably, how we get Roman over. That's straight up why they've done it, man. That's they mm-hmm. were like, how can we get them to boo Brock? There's no we. There has to be some way. Then they're like, what's what's? Why are people cheering him? Heyman, what do we do? Kill Heyman. Hey. Kill Heyman. That's Vince, all we do. Vince walks into the fucking boardroom with face paint on. It's simple, gentlemen. We kill the Heyman. The I mean, ha- how the long Hayman. have they? How long have they been together? And now it's just over. Like five years? No, six years now. Because it was twenty twelve when he first came out with him. And like God. back in the day when they were together, they at least had like breakups and stuff. And they haven't done it on this one because they were just like. Heyman's the only reason why people would tune in to see Brock. It really, like, well, also because Brock, but, like, Heyman really is the magic that you add to Brock Lesnar. Without it, it's just kind of a big dude. 
Yeah, because Heyman all the time has played the part of Brock's promoter, like, to uh, perfection. Yeah, exactly. And then they were like, nah, fuck that. We're going to have him put his hand over his mouth for some weird shit, and then that's going to be the end of the show. And it's done. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm not done with, Blake Tanner? What, buddy? I'm not done making shirts over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Oh That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the website where you can go and get your official merchandise for all of your favorite BS Network programs, but most specifically, the Fight Boys. That's right. We got shirts letting people know if you're a fight boy or fight girl <laughs> for life, and shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars, whether that be Scotty Moore, the Dylan, the Rat Sension, even Bananas and Pajamas are getting a shirt over at merch. Hey. Got a load of pure BS. Dot com. All right, so Blake Tanner. What? It's oh, hello. It's now. It's time for Dust Watch 2018. So, of course, this is the part of the show that everyone waits for, where we try our damnedest. To get that boy Chuck Taylor to follow us on the Twitter machine. Okay. So, I got oh, this. Okay, I was, it sounds like you've got an idea. Yeah. Uh, hey, bud. Dylan's not here this week, so this tweet's gonna suck. <laughs> okay. Um, but either way, but you got that follow for us? Okay, let's workshop it a bit. Um... I... Um, Blake had to come up with half this tweet, and he really sucks at this segment. Maybe this time we just ask him a question. We ask him a simple question. I, I think getting a reply tweet is gonna be important before we do anything else. Like, like I don't think he'd follow someone he's never messaged on Twitter. So let's try to get a question out of him. Okay. <clears throat> At sexy Chucky T. I've got it. Perfect question. At sexy Chucky T. You vape? You vape, bro? Hashtag Dustwatch2018. That's it. The whole tweet is just you vape. (laughs) You vape? You follow? Hashtag. All the. No, wait. Also, the hashtags have to be insanely long. You vape and then 50 hashtags after it. Hashtag, yep. hashtag vape nation, hashtag, uh, ripping that cotton, hashtag ripping cotton, hashtag fork, hashtag fork, hashtag fluffy, fluffy clouds, hashtag fluffy clouds, hashtag, um, Fortnite, hashtag, hashtag, sorry, Dylan's not here, hashtag, sorry, that's gotta be it. That's gotta be the last one. Is hashtag sorry, Dylan's not here. <laughs> I think this is the one that's gonna get us finally fucking banned from his account. You have been blocked. You have been blocked from following Chuck Taylor's tweets. Oh my god. Whoa! <laughs> Chuck literally earlier this week tweeted the heart on egg shirt again. I didn't know this. He goes, y'all, this wasn't even intentional. I forgot I had this death to capitalism. (laughs) Oh. 
If you think I don't eat egg sandwiches on the reg, you can get the fuck out of here. Boy. I need to find my heart on egg shirt again. I really want it. I don't know what it means. Okay, so, shoot, hold on. I, I'm gonna find this shit out. Also, at Trenty Lux. The fuck is hard on eggs? We got asking the real questions. Thanks for your time. Hashtag asking the real questions. <laughs> oh. I don't know why I want, like, thanks for your patronage, but that makes no fucking sense. Oh, wait, you're not following us yet. You're not following us. No one is. Even after I tweeted at Marty Skrull five times in a row last Sunday, he didn't. Like, son oh. of a bitch. Oof. Oofa oh. doofa. Um, we're fucked. It, oh, Scotty, we're fucked. Oh, are you looking at, uh... Are, are you looking at the fucking G1 results? Because I've not even stared at those. Oh, no. Um... Where is that? Hold on, let me get... Because I remember last time I looked, Dylan was around 188. And I was looking on my phone, so I had to scroll, I couldn't search, and I didn't want to fucking scroll down to how far I knew I would be down. Oh, no, the, um, there's not a recent update that I could get too easy, so we'll figure out later. Okay. Um, we're spoiler all, alert, we're it wasn't failures. good. Oh, it's not good. My favorite was Tomatonga, my pick to win the whole fucking thing, is, I believe, one match away from being mathematically eliminated from this tournament. Oof. Because I know that's something, uh, uh, Paige just tweeted out, is he was just like, I have now been mathematically eliminated from the G1, but thanks for your time, guys, it was nice. Well, at least he understands his place. Yeah. Oh, in order for my prediction to come true... Uh, Tomatonga would have to go on to win every match left in the G1, and Kenny Omega would have to go on and lose every fucking match he's in. So, yeah, kinda screwed, I think, Blake Tanner. I'm a little screwed. Tonga would have to win every match in the G1, including the ones that he's not yeah, in. Exactly. That is one of my favorite things about the uh, G1, like, little sheet I filled out, was the fact that you could just put in names that are not in that match. I just oh. fill out, I fill out Tomatonga on every single one of them. <laughs> Let him do it! Let the boy win! Well, one day, my straight Tonga sheet's gonna win. That total Tonga? The that total Tonga. The total Tonga. Oh, man. Uh, did you see about Cody on Twitter being the best human being on the fucking planet um i didn't read the whole story but he gave like a uh a fan um who couldn't make it to all in like uh a flight and like a room and shit yeah it's insane because the fan was just like they were very genuine like there was not a sob story it was just like hey i i can't make it because i can't afford like travel and board and all that but i really hope you guys have like a really good show i'm sorry i can't make it at which point cody was like check your fucking messages no one should miss this show and i was like jesus christ cody all right gosh first of all that's a really cool thing to do and i'm happy that he thinks um 
that he's uh, doing that for fans who won't be able to make it. But that's a real good, solid business move, too, my dude. Like, I'm not going to sleep on that. It is a very good... So if anyone wants to meet me and Blake, uh, just message us on Twitter and we'll buy you room and board. And by no. room and board, we mean you will get here and there will be a shed and we won't own it and we will not have rented it, but you will live there. You may sleep in the basement uh, at my place where we found the snakes. You can live with the snakes at Blake's house. Oh, you do, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, just a real quick thing. Um, Mara Ronaldo is probably going to be the lead announcer for the Mae Young Classic. Ding. Good job, Mara. Hell yes, dude. Fucking love it. I, that makes um, me excited that Morrow still gets to kind of live his dreams, but doesn't have to deal with fucking JBL every yeah. day. I mean, he's been doing great on NXT. Oh yeah, of course he is. Like I, my favorite clip of all, my favorite wrestling moment of all year is still that camera that's only focused on Morrow <laughs> as he calls, yes. and he's like jumping out of his suit, like <laughs> my God, that's killed him, Mamma Mia. What was, what was that? Was that good old That was good Morrow. old That was good old MR. Good old MR. Yeah. Um anyway, where were we? Um it was Um a little bit more New Japan stuff that I found earlier this week. Um so Shinsuke Nakamura's WWE deal expires in a few months and yeah. there's been little to no news about if he's in talks to renew his contract. Right. So the boy may be... Well, we talked about this a little bit last week, but yeah, the boy may be coming home. He may be coming home, which is fine with me. Um, at this point, I understand the heights that Shinsuke Nakamura will reach in WWE, and I'm done with that. <laughs> I want him back. Because, like, before I even got into New Japan, because, like, I don't know, I feel like there's a weird, like, there's a wall you have to get through when you try to enjoy media from another country that, at least until Bullet Club became big, also had nothing but Japanese language, had nothing but that, and it was mm -hmm. kind of a wall you had to get through, and so I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into New Japan. And then this Michael Jackson-looking motherfucker oh. pimps out with a crown on. I'm like, I can get mm. into this. I like this. Oh, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom 9 was the first Wrestle Kingdom that I saw. Yeah. Um, and that was in 2015. But the reason that I got into New Japan after that was watching the Nakamura-Ibushi match. Yeah, like, Nak, Nak is fucking amazing and then they're like what if we just make him punch people in the balls and that's, that's about it he just punches people in the dick i think they watched fuck like this is another moment of either parallel thinking or them blatantly stealing from jwf they're like that dylan's got a good gimmick let's take it let's take that mm, i like it mm -hmm. These fight boys, mm, they have good ideas and we don't even have to pay them. Yes. 
Also, uh, I'm excited because fucking Flip Gordon signed a two-year deal with Ring of Honor. Because let's be honest, if there's if there is a person like because John Cena very much is WWE, they are the same. And if I had to sum up Ring of Honor with a wrestler, it's Flip Gordon. It's a guy whose name is Flip, and he just flips, and he fuck, fucking flips around, and that's about it. <laughs> the poster card boy of honor. Exactly. Ring of, like, uh, when Vince McMahon was like, I want to make a wrestler that's like if I was a wrestler and made Ted DiBiase, I like the idea that, like, Delirious was like, I want to make a wrestler that's just perfectly Ring of Honor. His name is Flip. What does he do? Flip. That's yeah. it. He's cousins with Jeff Gordon. The race car man. He's... No, I was just... I, I, I know it's not his real name, so I just had a moment of like, wait a minute. Is he fucking related to Jeffrey Gordon? <laughs> Because, like, Sasha Banks, like, being cousins with Snoop Dogg is always a cool thing to bring up. But I doubt Flip Gordon could come out to the ring and they'd be like, <laughs> come into the ring. Yo, no, I heard his cousin is Jeff Gordon of NASCAR. What do you guys think? And the whole crowd is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, the crowd responds, I mean, he's pretty subpar, so... He's alright, he was kind of like a poster boy for a while, but, you know, I don't think he really deserved it. More like Earnhardt. I think Earnhardt needed it. <laughs> Earnhardt needed the title, but we <laughs> lost him too early. I hated when Earnhardt jobbed out to that fucking brick wall. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. R.I.P. Dale. Um, although, his son really, really took took the shine from that. I thought you were about to like, his son really fucking loves Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> his son loves Mountain Dew so much, he always has an unopened bottle on his desk when he's announcing yep. wrestling now, because <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a wrestling announcer in my world. Oh, I love this concept, though. Welcome to Monday Night Raw, the flagship show of the WWE, the longest-running weekly episodic series of all time. I am your host, Michael Coyle, joined as always by, hey, everybody, it's me, Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> nice to see y'all. I guess we're going to talk about some wrestle today. That's real nice. When's Stone Cold going to come out? <laughs> Stone Cold hasn't been here in 10 years. Oh, that's a shame. I haven't been really paying attention. Like Baron, did that one break you? <laughs> I just want. Dolph, oh God! Dolph, Dolph comes out to the ring. Well, hey, it's the Ass Man. Boop boop. No, no fucking Dale. It's not the Ass Man. Uh, B team comes out. Well, Mister Perfect, you gonna throw a good perfect game tonight? That's a good perfect game review. It's like he doesn't even look like his dad. What's wrong with you? Oh no, man! I did a I crashed that car a fucking lot. <laughs> I do not have that. I drank way too much Mountain Dew. I had a lot of fucking Mountain Dew before this show started. I'm sorry, guy. That's my bad. Hey, it's Vince, and it's it's Vince McMahon coming out, but Dale Earnhardt thinks it's Vince Vince Senior. 
No, no, no. It's he thinks it's Mr. McMahon coming out, but it's actually just Vince McMahon walking out to <laughs> fire him for a fucking <laughs> announcement. Oh. <laughs> Seth comes out. That looks like Jesus. How you doing, Jesus? I hadn't seen you since the last time I flipped over 37 times end to end. <laughs> I see you. My dad was next to you. You were waving, and then I looked to the left, and I saw Brian Christopher and St. Peter dancing. Oh, oh, fuck me. What happened to us? This is what happens when Dylan's... Because, like, hold on. No, this is... If Dylan was here, it would have been like, all right, so, guys, uh, anyways, the G1's been really good this week, so I just kind of want to talk about... I really like what they're doing with Okada's character change. And <laughs> me and you are just sitting here quietly giggling because we're still imagining Dale Earnhardt commentary. Hey, Jesus, you remember that time I almost <laughs> drowned? And I didn't... <laughs> I didn't see you. I saw that guy that looked like the Roman Reigns. I see the Roman. He the said Roman. he was swimming, and he had this real deep voice. Y'all, Roman comes out. Y'all on some Justice League shit. I love it. This is fantastic. Ugh. Now it's just he up. had to try it. I'm just gonna look up a picture of the WWE. You know those videos online. Where fucking they show a grandma like Pokemon and they're like, hey grandma, who, who do you think this guy is? This is Dale Earnhardt going through the roster. Oh, oh no, this one's not updated because Enzo and Cass are in fact still there. Oh no. Seamus comes out. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Man. It, oh, you saw the most recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? No. No, that's, that's just the Turtle Man. The Turtle I'm Man. Him. No, I like the idea that every once in a while, though, he does break the kayfabe and reveals that he's actually very intelligent about wrestling. So, for instance, on this one, it has Simon Gotch, and he's just like, no, he ain't there anymore. That's sad. <laughs> I wish he was still here. All right, who's this feller's name? Well, this is Connor of the Ascension. He deserves to be world heavyweight champion. Look at him. He's big as tough. He's got and it face... shows you slipping him 20 bucks behind your back. It's got face paint like Stang. Did you just say, did you say Stang or Stang? Stang, Stang my favorite Dusty Dub wrestler. What did you just call it? Dusty W. <laughs> Dusty Dub, my favorite. Oh, okay, Blake, Dale, we, we gotta need... move on to something else. That is what the so it was a solid five minutes of the fucking Dale Earnhardt commentary team. Um, oh, God. What's next? Well, did you hear about Mark Miro talking about how to pick up Sable? Which, I mean, I guess didn't work given the fact that they're not together anymore. But if you want to yeah. pick up Sable, this is how Mark Miro did it. Uh, it was my turn. Uh, they used to play a game where you had to go to a girl, give them your best line, and see if you can get a date. Which I guess is also just known as hitting on women. Like, I don't know if there's a better way to describe it. Uh, oh, it, no. Because it, it was my turn, and we were in line for... Uh, sorry, Dale, Dale just came out on that one. 
It's my turn. <laughs> and we are in line at the buffet, and all of a sudden, there at the end of this line was this beautiful girl. DDP and Buff go, give her your best line. Oh, man, so now the pressure's on. What I did, tried to be really creative. So creative, it worked when I was in elementary school. So when I came to the cash out after you order your food, I gave this waitress a note. Would you? Do you want to guess what Mark Miro's pickup line was? Um, hey, am I able? Because I want to fuck a sable. What, like a fucking rhyme? <laughs> yeah. Is is that someone's hand under the table, or is it a sable? And it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> no. I, I ain't got many to go with for rhyming sable, so... <laughs> you're just gonna have to hold with me while I'm able. Mm-hmm. I may not Fable. be Jordan. I may not be Jason Jordan Sable, but I'm certainly willing, ready, willing, and gable. You'll get that joke in about fifteen years. Give it a few. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this this is legitimately how Mark Miro picked up Sable. The note read as such: Do you like me? Check yes or no. I said, see that girl at the end of the line there? When she comes by, give it to her and tell her it's for me. Sure enough, gave her the note, and she didn't really sell it. She just kind of took the note. Well, about 15 minutes later, we were just getting ready to leave. The waitress comes over to me and hands me this note, and Sable wrote in, Baby. Oh, I understand completely now. This wasn't when they were adults. This was when they were in third grade. And instead of a waitress, he means their homeroom teacher. Exactly. That That's the confusion. Wait a minute. Apparently Sable wasn't even fucking wrestling at this point. So before I left, I said, hey, we're wrestling in Jacksonville tonight. And she knew who we were. She just never let on to it. And I left her and her friends tickets to come. And that's when we first started hanging out. Okay. So... I do not want to disparage Sable. Because I know who her husband is. Yeah, but he doesn't give a crap about anything anymore. Thank you. But it does feel like she was a bit money-grubbing here. I'm, Perhaps! I'm just saying! Like, the fact of she knew who we were, so she knew they were wrestlers, she knew they were big deals, got free tickets from him, so, little bit of a, and I don't want to use this. I don't, okay, I, I don't, will say this also, this is a very one-sided person. This is a story from, just coming straight from him. Yeah. And as I've learned from people in the wrestling business, a lot of times, they're, they're more willing to work things to make it look like they come out better. So you're saying she handed the note back and it said, fuck you. And then he was like, you just started throwing free wrestling tickets at her until she was like, fine. And then Please showed up. Please leave me show. alone. Yeah. She knew who we were. Yep. I signed my name at the bottom of the note, and that's how she knew. But otherwise. Let's say happy medium between those two worlds. Happy, It's a happy little medium right there. Happy medium. And you know who else makes me happy, Blake? Uh, me when I go to the bathroom.
and all of our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of bs that's right ladies and gentlemen patreon.com slash a load of bs is the website where you can support all the bs network programs whether that be fight boys fun fiction pro uh, all the different shows we do over there you can support over at patreon.com slash a load of bs so join the entire join the bs moon marines ladies and gentlemen by donating over at patreon.com slash a load of bs so blake tanner we've talked about wrestling in wwe talked about wrestling in new japan pro wrestling but kind of but now it's time to go to everyone's favorite professional wrestling organization the jwf so let's turn it over to captain tibbs and silver spoon welcome ladies and gentlemen to jwf monday night war i'm your host silver spoon joined as always by the by the sailor with a sailor's tongue it's captain's tibbs I'm a sailor, sailor, son, sailor, sailor. The sailor scout himself, Captain Tibbs. And Tibbs, we are on the road to the greatest shindig of the summer, Summer Fest. Tibbs, are you excited? I was the original Sailor Jupiter, by the way. Oh, okay. I'm I'm super excited because it's going to be Summer Fest. That's right, Tibbs. And, of course, right now we're about to find out who's going to be heading to Summer Fest with the JWF Captain's Championship. Now, of course, last week, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of exactly what Canada Charlie did, but came out to the ring, caused chaos, mayhem, and got a title match this week against the Dylan, a rematch for his JWF Captain's title that he lost at the last pay-per-view. And uh, Tibbs, who are you rooting for in this match? Well... Listen here, Silza. Certain disputes notwithstanding, I've got to go with my utterly psychotic son. That's right. It looks like Charlie actually beginning this match, stepping up to the Dylan. Of course, Dylan's standing at damn near seven feet tall. I don't know if this is a smart move for Charlie. And oh, Oh, definitely not. And oh my God, a huge slap across the face. Instant disrespect from Canada, Charlie. Tibbs, do you think that was a smart move? I'm surprised he was able to reach up that far, honestly. Right. Ooh, Dylan immediately fighting back, laying in vicious shots to the face on Canada. Charlie raining fists down on him, backing him into that corner. And, oh, Tibbs, looks like he's trying to end this one early, trying to set up for the sick dick. Ooh, Charlie fighting out of the way, rolling to the outside. Let me tell you something. I think after... After the assault Dylan laid on Charlie a couple of weeks ago, I think that sick dick kick would instantly end this match. What do you think? Well, probably going to be extra tender down there. That's right. Meanwhile, it looks like Dylan giving chase to the outside. Charlie rolling back in the ring and landing a cheap shot on Dylan, laying in the boots to the back of the big man. Oh, my God. Charlie, I think, actually getting a little bit of offense, climbing to the top rope. Uh, not a place we often see Canada Charlie go. Where's he? What's he going for? Ooh, diving off for a big elbow, but nobody home. Dylan rolling out of the way and now bouncing off the ropes to, ooh, hit a big punt to the head of Charlie going for a pin. One, Ouch. two, 
Oh, Charlie barely kicking out at two. Let me tell you something. I think if Shibata, our referee, had just been that little bit faster, this match would have been over, Tibbs. Perhaps, but uh, that's regulation, Shibata speed. That's right. Now Dylan pulling him back up to his feet, tossing him into the ropes. Oh, but wait. Charlie ducking under. It looks like he's building a little bit of momentum. And, oh, a big drop kick to the back of Dylan's head. Look at the height on that drop kick from Canada Charlie. Ouch. All right, the big man falling to the ground. It looks like Charlie's waiting for Dylan to get back up. I think he's calling for it. That big Canadian DDT, and he's got it locked in, Tibbs. He's got the... Wait. Tibbs? What? What music is that? What? what? Oh, no. That son of a bitch! Well, oh, Tibbs, someone's coming out to the ring, and it looks like not only is Tibbs upset, but Charlie is as well, staring at this... This man, it looks like he's a man of almost 60. Who is this old bastard? You might not recognize him, but that is Felix the Wrecking Ball. Felix the Wrecking Ball. I mean, what in the world is going on? Oh, wait! Charlie looking so distracted at the entrance of this man and has given Dylan time to escape the DDT, dropping down to his feet, and ooh, big upper dicker! And Charlie fall into the ground, excruciating pain. Felix seeming to smile at this. Walk into the God. back. God. 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 All right, now Dylan goes for the pin. One, two, three. And it looks like, I guess, thanks to the, uh, thanks to the assist, the little assist there by, you said it was Felix the Wrecking Ball. Dylan has retained the captain's title, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Felix Ball, B-A-W-L for short. Damn it. All right, now it's like Dylan just posing with that title on the top rope. Oh, wait! From out of nowhere, it's the Hammer Man! The Hammer yes. Man! He's returned! Landing a big suplex on the Dylan, sending the big man flying into the middle of the ring, and the Hammer Man looks incensed, Tibbs. Of course, Get him, boy! Of course, you remember a few weeks ago that Dylan actually attempted to fire the Hammer Man live on war. And I think the Hammer Man is fighting back, climbing to the top rope, and oh my god, big hammer time leg drop over the chest of the Dylan. It looks like he's staring at that captain's title. And Tibbs, I think I think we may have a next a next challenger for the captain's championship because the Hammer Man is back. Oh, the match is already made. Oh, Oh, so it's just instantaneous. Like, he already has the match. Ain't got nobody better. All right, Tibbs. Well, of course, that's an absolutely fantastic news. Looks like we've got a match, our first match announced for Summerfest as the Hammer Man takes on the Dylan for the JWF captain's title. But, of course, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. There has been one other match announced, and it was decided last week on JWF War, where Scotty Moore took on a, a bit of a newcomer, uh, but also a legend in the form of the nature boy, Ric Flair. I mean, Tibbs, I haven't asked, how did you get this man in here? Well, uh, there are a lot of things that happened in the lives of Ric Flair and Captain Tibbs, but suffice it to say, I fixed his car once. That's right, and for that, he's got he's got to come to the JWF, and last week... Earned I also invested in his dumb gym project. Ah, okay. 
and last week, Tibbs, of course, he ended up winning a number one contenders match to go on to face Blake Tanner, the JWF World Heavyweight Champion at Summerfest, which Tibbs, let me tell you something, that's going to be an absolutely fantastic match. Two great technical wrestlers facing off in the ring. But of course, Ric Flair, he's got his own ideas about this match, so we sent one of our top interviewers to talk to him. So let's go backstage. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald here with the nature boy, Ric Flair. Now, Rick, last week, you won a number one contenders match against Scotty Moore to go on to face Blake Tanner at Summerfest, the biggest shindig of the summer. Now, how does the dirtiest player in the game react to this big news? Big man, though, let me tell you now. Opportunity was knocking for the old nature boy, McDonald. Opportunity knocked, and I kicked in the door. You see, Tibbs, old Tibbs came to me and said, Nature boy, you're a 16-time world heavyweight champion, a two-time all-of-famer, and soon-to-be a JWF superstar, but I was not going to leave it at that. Oh, no, big man, because I am soon to be a 17-time world heavyweight champion, brother, because I'm going to take that little puke, Blake Tanner, and show him what it means to be a real champion, because he comes out every week in a T-shirt, jeans, that dumb hat, and pretends to be champion. Meanwhile, the old nature boy, woo, is custom made from Edmonton. You see, if Blake Tanner wants to check the time, he looks at his phone, but the old nature boy just looks into this beautiful diamond Rolex right here, baby. When Blake Tanner goes out on a date with a lovely lady, he wears plaid shirts, dungarees, and meanwhile, the nature boy is going to steal his girl in Armani suits and alligator shoes. You see, I'm what they call an upgrade when you compare me to Blake Tanner, and I'm going to prove it at Summerfest by showing the champ, woo, why they call me a kiss-stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, woo, limousine riding, jet-flying, a son of a gun. And Blake Tanner, just remember, big man, to be the man, woo, you gotta beat the man. Well, Tibbs, looks like Ric Flair. I don't think he's intimidated by the champion. What do you think the champ thinks about this? I guess we'll just have to figure out later what Blake Tanner thinks about this, but uh, honestly, Sills, what I think is, uh. I think that Rick is not going to get the reactions that he used to get cutting promos like that. I don't know what he was expecting. <laughs> That's right, Tibbs. But of course, speaking of Ric Flair, let's talk about his opponent last week. Scotty Moore, the man who tapped out to the figure four, the former number one contender who has worked for months to try to steal the JWF title away from Blake Tanner. Each defense coming out successful in, the, uh, in favor of the champion. And let me tell you something, I, I think this this quest for gold, it's almost driven Scotty mad. What do you think about 
he's definitely a lot more unhinged than he used to be, and that's saying something. That's right, Tits. And Scotty Moore has actually come down to our ring. He's got a microphone. Let's hear what he's got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, the main event is here. You see, it's not a match. It's not a special contract signing. No, no, no. The main event is exactly what it needs to be. Just me and a microphone. Because, you see, I realized something last week. I realized something when I stepped in the ring with a veritable legend, the nature boy, Ric Flair, and I damn near had him beat. I had him begging for mercy, trying his damnedest, pulling out every little trick he had in order to win. You see, I hung with the greatest of all time, and I nearly got a 16-time champ to submit. And that's when I realized... The championships don't matter. Ric Flair's 16 World Heavyweight Championships don't matter. Blake Tanner's championships don't matter. You see, the title doesn't matter when Scotty Moore comes into the picture. Because before now, I'm sure you all know, it was practically gospel that your show had to end with the champ coming out, right? Whether it be with a match or with an interview, the champ was supposed to be the last one on and hell I haven't seen Blake Tanner on this show in a long long time and you know why that is because Tibbs realizes that no one is here to see Blake Tanner no one's here to see the champion no one's here to see Ric Flair no one's here to see the Dylan no one's definitely here to see the hammer man they're all here to see me Hell, even tonight, the last person, the last person in the ring Tibbs wanted you all to see was me. He told me to come out here with a microphone and speak my damned mind and I'll do it. You see, Blake Tanner, Blake Tanner, I know you're in the back, I know you're watching, and I want you to listen. I want you to keep your title. I, I know that sounds... This sounds a little bit strange given how much I've gone to try to steal that title away, but I've realized that you need that title. You deserve it. I want you to go to Summerfest and beat Ric Flair's ass because you need that title. You need the belt over your shoulder to prove to these people that you actually matter. But you see, I prove that the instant I walk into a room. Everyone goes silent and all eyes are on me. You see, Blake Tanner might be the champion of the JWF, but I am the JWF. I run this place from the minute I step in the door to the moment I leave. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the one constant that this garbage heap has. And therefore, I have evolved beyond the need for a title. The need for a championship. You see, the champion... Well, he's king of the JWF, but what good is a king to a god? You see, that's my question for you. What good is Blake Tanner when I'm around? If you all had a choice, had a real choice and thought about it, you all know you would choose me over him. You see, it doesn't matter if I have a little piece of gold around my waist. It doesn't matter if Captain Tibbs hands me some paper title. No, no, no. I have a title more important than champion, and that's God. 
the god of wrestling, the god of this company. I'm above everyone else in this arena, and if anyone in the back has a problem with that, they can come face me right now. Alright, Tibbs. Well, it looks like Scotty Moore is fired up after this. Oh, but wait. T Tibbs, is that... It is! It's the music! it is. It's the music of Momoa Curry. The man, of course, known as God of the Sea, God of Law, and God of the JWF. Flames shooting up the stage. The crowd is going wild for him, Tibbs. You actually can't say the word God in the JWF ring without summoning him. That's right. It looks like Scotty Moore just stunned in silence as Momoa Curry making his way to his ring, pointing a finger at the infamous one. But wait, I think Scotty Moore's finally realized what he's facing and running out of the ring, escaping through the crowd. Meanwhile, Momoa Curry jumping in the ring, posing for the crowd. Scotty Moore looking terrified from the stairwell. Tibbs, let me tell you something. I, I mean, I guess... Um, like Scotty Moore said, you decided to put him on last. Did you know that Momoa Curry was coming out? You cannot know the unknowable of a god, but I had a pretty good idea. <laughs> That's right, Tim. Yeah, I think uh, I think if you were trying to put a little scare into Scotty Moore, it happened because Scotty Moore looks terrified running up the ramp. <laughs> I will also say another thing, Sills. What is a God that takes orders. Oh, I like that. That's that's a good one. Anyways, Tibbs, I guess if we want to find out what happens next with Momoa Curry and Scotty Moore, you're gonna have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So Blakey T, it's been an episode, my brother. What did you learn this week? Uh, I learned that. The only way you can win the G1 now is if you go all Tonga all the time. If it's nothing but Tonga. The full Tonga. And I learned that my next shirt design to go on Pro Wrestling Tees will be under the Trent Beretta section. And it will be <laughs> Fork! 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 Um, uh, so, Blake, uh, Dylan can, of course, be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. But, Blake, where can they find you? At Blakey Tanner on the Twitter. At um, the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's V-I-D-Y-A. And you can find me just doing a whole lot of fuck all right now. <laughs> really nice. That's right, Blake. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. -E and make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. The Queasel Corp Trilogy. Uh, BS versus the Gods, which actually stars me and Blake. So if you'd like to read a book about us two jackasses, you can. Just search up Scotty Moore, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E, Moore on Amazon, and you'll find all my books. And I've got two audiobooks available on Audible with a third one coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to check that out and check out all the other lovely BS Network programs. If you like movies and fan fiction, check out Fun Fiction. If you like theme parks, check out Opposite Attractions. And if you've kind of liked this unhinged version of the bs without the dylan holding us holding us down check out a load of i BS. also you said this unhinged version of bs which is what this episode of fight boys has been yeah yeah well no that's what i was saying we are the bs we've been unhinged and if you want a lot of a whole load of unhinged bs check out a load of bs over there as well ladies and gentlemen 
And of course, make sure if you're watching on YouTube to comment down below. Should we ask them something like, what do you think hard on eggs means? Leave it in the comments below. I like the idea we always ask them something yeah. stupid. Is um, it how you like your eggs? How you like your eggs and are you hard on them? Are you hard on your eggs? Don't be hard on your eggs, guys. That's right. And of course, make sure to rate, subscribe, do all that other shit that YouTubers and podcasters ask you to do, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you can find us at alotofpurebs.com. Buy our merch at merch.alotofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, donate to the Patreon, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs>